Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, Family Pet Ancestry, if you like that old joke. Yes, because it just goes to JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com. On the websites, there are many ways to support the show. You can get merch, T-shirts, CDs, a DVD, and um, hoodies. I have some hoodies in stock. The T-shirts are all union-made here in the United States. There's Ranger of the Dork Forest T-shirts. There's Logo T-shirts. And there's two stand-up T-shirts, Spooky Reading Girl and the Meat Shield T-shirt. The Meat Shield T-shirt is a charity T-shirt. All the benefits of that go to Black Lives Matter, the ACLU, and Southern Law Poverty Center. So if you order that shirt, know that I don't make any money on it. That just goes to a charity. And um, the new album, I Am Not the Hero of This Story, is available, like all the other albums and the CD, uh, hard copies on the merch page on JackieCation.com. You could also get everything digitally, and you can get my DVD streaming at ComedyFilmNerds.com. The Dork Forest is under the umbrella of allthingscomedy.com, which is a podcast network with Al Madrigal and Bill Burr, and they have a lot of different podcasts over at allthingscomedy.com if you want to listen to those. You can review the show on iTunes, and that supposedly does some good works. If you just want to donate to the show, there's a PayPal button. My Venmo is available. You can email me to ask me anything you'd like, Jackie at JackieCation.com. The PayPal has a new feature where you can donate monthly. Because someone just did. It's amazing. I recommend 10 bucks a month. That's what I recommend. Uh, but that's because I'm me and I would receive that $10. Uh, I use it wisely on audio cables for live shows and I occasionally pay a bill with it. So if you would like to support the show, just hit the PayPal button. If you don't have any money and you don't want any merch, you can do a passive way of helping out the show by using the Amazon banner. The Amazon banner and the Amazon link are on dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com. They just take you to the Amazon page. You order like normal, doesn't cost you extra, and good things, good times are had. Any other than that, you also on jackiecation.com, you can check out where I'm going to be doing stand-up comedy. It's February, so I'm doing Minnesota, Acme, my home club. I'm Valentine's Day. I'm in San Francisco at Cobbs, and... Then I'm going on a Joko cruise, nerd cruise, dork cruise, geek cruise with Jonathan Colton and his friends to Mexico. Joko cruise. That'll be super fun. I'm sure I'm missing out on something. Probably the premium episodes on Bandcamp and some other information. But let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to Minneapolis. I'm in that Marriott Town Suites I'm always in. And then I record some dork forests. And I'm with Stu Anderson, local dork luminary. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am good. You, um, we have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. She's also your girlfriend. That's right. And uh, <laughs> the one, the only Brandy Brown. Brandy Brown, lover of Heathcliff, yes, lover of right. the, the the Supreme Court. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and the State Fair. Mm-hmm. Those are the three dorkdoms that she has spoken of on this the program. Mm-hmm. So uh, you enjoy the world of fly fishing. Guilty. Yes. My brother, Phil, jealous you're on the show. Oh, really? He's like, you know, I fly fish. Oh. And I was like, well, turns out I could talk to 30,000 people about fly fishing, and it would be a different story. It would be a different story every time. Another fishing story, but they would all end with a lie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm talking to Stu Anderson. He's on Twitter at andest01, at A-N-D-E-S-T-01, and... (laughs) <laughs> you the only thing the the cool thing that you've actually done with the fishing yeah <laughs> it's a free app right yeah yeah so, so you're you're making money hand over fist over oh, here oh absolutely all no it's, I, not I, even I, it's all the, free <laughs> it's not even on the app store <laughs> no it's not even on the app store it's just a website right it's uh <laughs> so it's called trout spotter and it's uh 
misspelled because of uh, mm. somebody else bought Trout Spotter. Yeah. Trout, T-R-O-T. You got trout, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good so far. S-P-O-T-R. R. And there'll be a link in the notes as well. So troutspotter.com. And, okay, I don't know anything about fishing. I know that it's... uh, Nor do I. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing it for 20 years. 20 years of fishing. Did you fish with an adult? Yeah, my dad taught me. It often it often goes through the paternal line. You know, (laughs) that's what I hear. I hear it's a a, it's handed down from father to son, or father to daughter to someone who gives a shit to someone. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's a tough one to evangelize. I'm a a real hit at parties because that's what I like to talk about. Oh well, tell (laughs) tell me. Well, so do you? Is it just streams? Is it yeah. freshwater? It's it's essentially it's it is, is essentially streams. Like that's pretty much where I like to go fly fishing. But I, I I enjoy fishing of any stripe. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to a secret area that no one knows about, and I'm regretting to, to tell you about them called the Driftless Region down in southeastern Minnesota. Okay, They're very small, very clear streams located there that are full of trout. And um, I've been going there, like I said, for over 20 years with my dad. Okay. So southeast Minnesota has some good-looking waterways. Mm -hmm. So does western Wisconsin, too. Right. My brother drives and drives and drives. Mm -hmm. And then he stops, and then he puts his waders on. Yeah. uh, (laughs) They smell great. (laughs) uh, Yeah, very little to do with my brothers. They smell good. (laughs) But they're my brothers. Mm. So, But the... um, and you tie your own flies? Yes, I know. It, it looks very macabre, right? Because tying your own flies... I had my cousin come over, and she was really excited to do some arts and crafts, right? Okay. So I was like, oh, yeah, well, I got like this nice little closet that I've dedicated to, to my fly tying. And I open it up, and it's horrific. There's like a, a face of a rabbit. Like someone peeled off a rabbit's face on... On my wall, because that's called a hair's mask, and we use that to make flies. How do I make my hair's ear, my, my hair's ear nymph? You've got unless, a hair's ear nymph? Unless I have, yeah, unless I have my hair's mask, right? <laughs> or like, you know, they're, they're tied with feathers, right? Well, like, where oh, right. do the feathers come from? Right, right. So essentially, <laughs> you have, like... Decomposing body parts of animals yeah, in a closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not decomposing. Hopefully, maybe I should probably go through there and check the expiration date on my deer hair. <laughs> but there are, you know, that you can make vegan flies. I've never really thought about it that way. But you can use like foam and like um, uh, synthetic materials, right? right, to, to, right in order right. to do it. But ultimately, you deal. Stu- you still have to deal with the fact that you are harassing wildlife. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. So, okay, so. Um, you get in your car. <laughs> you yep. drive. It's like 5 a.m. It's 5 a.m. You drive to a... Str- uh, is it... And, and so this is freshwater stream yep. fishing. Yep. Pretty You're much in the Midwest, for, we're, we're restricted to freshwater. Are you looking for the elusive brown trout? What are you looking for? Yeah. Actually, that's a good call. You nailed it. You know, you hit it right on that's the what, head. Those are the words Phil Cation will use. He said, yep. I'm, I'm off looking for the, the elusive, elusive brown, brown trout. trout. Yes. So all of the different trout have weird reputations that precede them. <laughs> what are yeah, well, the Weird. brown trout brown trout comes from Germany and Ireland primarily. Um, so they're they are non-native, but they're very wow. they're very. Uh, we like to use the word wily, but they're they're just very careful eaters. They examine their food very very closely before they eat it. They raise their pinkies up like so. <laughs> you know, their Maybe. monocle will fly off if it's not <laughs> just right. So they're they're generally seen as as like they're picky eaters. They're very picky eaters, and so the idea is that you have to be highly skilled in order to catch them. This isn't always true. Like, oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. You you can catch them. I've seen people catch brown trout with their car keys. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, they put on. They so tie they're their dumb car. Brown yeah, they tie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there are. There are. There. There's. Um. There. There's a bell curve, right? <laughs> Just like in a classroom, there's a bell curve here. Yeah. So, and then and you've also got um, rainbow trout, which are which are native to California, and those ones have a reputation of being exceedingly strong fighters. Okay. Um, they're they're also called steelhead when they go into the oceans. They're called steelhead. Okay. And then you have and over here you have brook trout, which are generally much much smaller. And I'm going to get super dorky here. Please. They're technically not a trout. They're a char. A char. Yes, they're very similar to Arctic char. And they in when they are in the fall, they're they're in their spawning colors. They are 
absolutely gorgeous. Wow. They're just beautiful. But they're, they're generally very small. The, like most What's of them the are about the uh, size of your hand. What are the small ones called? They're called brook trout. Brook trout. Yep. So we got brook trout, we got mm-hmm. brown trout, we got rainbow trout, mm-hmm. which are called Arctic char, once they make it into the salt water. My ad, my ad, my ad. We're going to have an ad. Hey, guys. It's me, Jackie Cation. We're having an ad at the Dork Forest, and it's another ad for Stamps.com. Stamps.com is on-demand postage. That's what it is. It's great if you have like an Etsy account or a small business like I do, uh, where I sell merch through the merch page. And then I could just print my postage for any letter, any package right from my home or office 24 hours a day, seven days a week when it's convenient to me. Stamps.com will even send you a digital scale so you can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. And it's easy to use. Click, print, mail. You're done. Stamps.com here at the Dork Forest. I'm very busy. I'm relying on stamps.com to print out more shipping labels than I've ever have before. And it's been great. So I've even worked out a special offer with stamps.com for my listeners that include a four week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long term commitments. So you go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in JK. That's my code. That's stamps.com and enter JK. What you do is you get the first four weeks free and then it's 16 bucks a month. And you get if you end up liking it, you get charged for that first month as well. Just so you know, but it is incredibly convenient, and I'm liking it a lot. Thanks a lot, you guys. Let's get back to the show. Oh, those ones. Those ones are called steelhead when they steelhead, go. Steelhead. That's it. Yeah, steelhead. and then and then the brook trout are technically are not related to arctic. Char. Yes, they're related they're to related. arctic char. You've got other ones like cutthroat trout, which sounds like they they like they've got a knife in their teeth. You know, <laughs> arr, you know, right, but, a little more piratey. Right, right. Yeah. But really, what happened is they're just very similar to. They're actually very similar to rainbow trout. But what happened is these mountains, these west coast mountains, they. They're moving. That's the weird thing about these mountains. They're still active mountains. So what will happen is that over a period of like thousands and thousands and thousands of years, these glaciers come in, they come out, they transport with them fish, and they actually wind up on the opposite end of the continental divide. How does one species (laughs) get over mountains, right? Right. That doesn't have feet. That doesn't have feet or isn't carried by birds or something like that, right? Well, there's a simple solution for that. These are active areas, and they're not all... The continental divide is not always static. Right. Right? So these these types of fish wound up in little basins, and they have undergone speciation. And, and so oh, okay, now so they, they, they get local. They get super local. So these cutthroat trout, are there's like 15 different species okay. of them because they're all just like in tiny little pockets. Oh, right, because yeah. they, they branched off they branch and started off their own and, Yep, start their own systems. thing. You know, sure. School, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. Gerrymander a little bit. You know. Right, well, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so the, the trout that, that you get here in western Wisconsin and southern, yeah. that's... Those are the three. Those are the three. Those are the three. Okay. Yep. You got, and then uh, once you get out west, you've got your cutthroat. And the, you might also find other types too, but mainly here we are the three. The brook trout, the brown trout, and the rainbow trout. There you go. And so how did the ra- – because the rainbow – did the rainbow trout come with the Ah, the that's a great question. Yeah, that's a really good question. And that one is actually – there's a whole book about that. Um there's What's a book about book the called? rainbow. Oh, I, 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 the book, the <laughs> no, link no, will be in, underneath on Excellent. the, on the no name worries. of the uh, on the name of the book. But the rainbow trout is notorious for being highly stalked by humans. And when I say stalked, I, I mean both homonyms. I mean stalked as in we stalk it uh, like quietly and carefully. Yes. But it's also stalked like we take it with us and put it in places where it didn't belong. We want belong. more of those. We want more of those. Right. Because so <laughs> we're going to want to eat those. Yes. So they're all over the place. We in, in southeastern Minnesota, it's extremely difficult for a rainbow trout to actually take root and take hold and, and – um, uh, become a part of the population naturally, so we have to keep stalking them over and over. Oh. So that's why even catch and release anglers will often pocket a rainbow trout because it, it, it's basically a swimming version of what you find a cub. 
Okay. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. at the Cub Foods? Yeah, the Cub Foods. Yeah. Over at the Cub Foods, that's, 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 oh, that's yeah. our local uh, Oh, that's the grocery Minnesota store grocery store down there. Oh, yeah, you oh, know. Gripes, it's nice. Oh, it's oh, and that. <laughs> So, oh, okay. So even catch and release guys will, will, might keep a so, rainbow yeah, just because a rainbow. why not? It, why not? It, there's no effect to it, it's right? Not, they're not going to last because no. they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be around. But up, in the nor- up on the North Shore or the South Shore, if you are in Wisconsin, okay. first Lake Superior, they do grow there, uh, and they are like they have latched latched on, and they can reproduce. We refer to them as steelhead, but the West Coast takes considerable umbrage to that because <laughs> recall that steelhead go through go to the, oh, ocean, the ocean. That's right. right, and we don't have that. So what we have technically at best are what are called lake run rainbows. Okay. And there's a whole lot of drama about it. And you know what? I'm not about that drama. I'm not <laughs> right. about it. There seem to be some fishing snobs oh, in the world. Oh, I know. What? Yes, that is that is true. But our, our state government refers to them as steelhead. So that okay. is technically the law. That's the law. That's the that, license you have to yep, get. That's, that's it. So. It's, so you have to get a fishing license, yes, though. You can't absolutely. just dash off into the woods and I mean, grab a fish. I suppose you, I suppose you could. Uh, but um, what we're trying to do is, is do conservation the idea is that by buying a license you are allowing to conserve the resources that we already have okay. now, like i don't know you're about acknowledging the s- essentially yeah that you're part of this whole system yes there are species of fish where i'm kind of like well i don't know man do the sunfish you know is, are the sunfish okay you know can someone just go i don't know I've, I've got contours to it but the way our laws work in in minnesota is yeah you opt in you conserve you buy a license right and uh, how much is a license license is typically like for residents you'd be about 20 bucks i think it might for be the year a, for the year yeah, if I recall correctly. And yeah, there's you, no reason not to buy a license. Well, buy $20. I, yeah, the, the thing is that the kids, though, you know, the kids, that they're, they're playing the video games. By the way, I love video games. <laughs> I really do. I, sure. I stayed up until 2 o'clock playing a, a video game that was re-released last night. But they're, these, these games are like 60 bucks a pop, right? Yeah. And that's what kids love to do. So people are buying video games uh, probably several every year, and the license sales are starting to go down, right? And so this is like, why, how do we help people um, go fishing for the first time? Because it's like, it introduces a lot of anxiety, right? And like, how do you convince someone, hey, you want to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow and go driving and put on smelly waders and seek the wily brown trout? (laughs) And you don't have a pole. No, right. And then you have to buy a pole. And And there's a whole lot of other stuff that's going along with it. Yes, it's it's an expensive endeavor sometimes. To 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 initiate, right? To just walk into it. It's, It's a, what do they call it, a high learning curve right uh, okay. a steep learning curve to okay. this kind of thing yeah so like what i what i tried to do with this this the i'm sorry i'm, I'm talking about my website but oh the trout spot yeah thing. yeah what, what yeah. i what i yeah, tried so to do with that? that thing is yeah so like there's a lot of anxiety right a lot of these streams in southeastern minnesota go through say state parks state forests uh, what are called wildlife management areas public land right that goes mm-hmm. through public land but a lot of them go through private land right and a lot of that private land, though, has what's called easement, which means that the government doesn't buy the land, but they do buy rights. Like, you oh, okay. can go fishing there, right? But where the, the heck the are they? The government pays private but, landowners yes. a sort of a fee yes. so that the public can use can that use land for, that specific for, for just purpose. fishing. Yes, okay. not, not for hiking, not for camping, not for getting married, because that actually happened once. Okay. Someone got married on an easement, and that was not cool. Right. Don't get married on private land. Right. But knowing where these places are is really hard, and knowing when they open and what you're going to find there you know, like, that's really, really tough. So I tried to make a website that makes it easy for people to find, say, make safe and legal choices. When okay. Fishing. And that's it. And it's that's like, it. it's it's all free. It's all based off of public data. Right. And so Trout Spotter, is it an app or is it just a website that... I can't even tell. I blurred it. I don't know. It seems to be kind of both because it depends on what an app is. If an app is something that you can put on your phone and you can... Does it have Go. its own icon on your phone? Yeah, it does. Okay, it, that's it an app. It might be an app, yeah. That's my definition that's of an fair. app. That's yeah, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> I'm a comedian. I can define that, things. That, that, yeah. you can, the, the language is, is a plastic thing. Sure. Um, it's malleable. The idea is that 
it compl- it works offline. So okay. as soon as you download it oh. off of the internet, it it remembers. So have- you could go all the way into southeastern Minnesota down some valley where you have no reception. And, and what it just, you have. And what you, you have gotten, it remembers. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, and it also has GPS and all this other stuff. So what you can do now is you can look at this map, and what you're looking for is blue means it's a trout stream. Right? Okay. Good so far. Right. And then green means it's a trout stream, and it's on publicly accessible land. Okay. Yeah. So now what you – and then you push that GPS, and you get a little dot. And you're like, well, am I on the green – Am I, right. am I in the green or, or do I need to ask for permission? Oh, right. It's, it's, and do you have to, when you use an easement, you're supposed to check in with the local? You could. You could. It's it's allowed as long as you know what the overall, oh, it also has the regulation so that you know if you're in season or not, right? Okay. If, you know what? It's a good idea to talk to landowners. It's a good idea to wave. It's a, yeah. But like sometimes the landowners aren't even living on the stream. Right, you know so they're I mean? not even going to be there. Not even going to be there. But it's always but a good idea to them, wave. Yes. Just in general, it's yeah. always a good idea to acknowledge that you have seen each other. Yes, absolutely. It's also a wonderful idea to bring a plastic bag with you for trash. Oh, yeah. Police your brass, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pick up your nonsense. Yeah, pick uh, up your nonsense. Yeah, we, have, uh, we live by a high school. Yeah. And uh, so the 15-year-olds who don't want to go home uh, lean against our garage and uh, <laughs> yes. for hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy, mm-hmm. my fella yep. is mm-hmm. like i don't care if they're there i just don't want them to litter yeah just, and don't I litter. Said, just go talk to him and he's like yeah and so we went and he was like i don't you guys could stay here for as long as you need to yeah. but um just pick up all your garbage and they were like okay mm-hmm. and literally sometimes they're drinking sometimes mm-hmm. they're smoking pot oh yeah most of the time they're sitting next to each other silently staring at their phones yeah oh yeah so beep boop beep boop <laughs> it is I was 15. I didn't yep. want to go home. Me too. Right. So we all just remember, cut some slack. Yeah, cut and some so, slack. yeah, so definitely the littering is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And then, so what is the season? Yeah, the seasons. So like for, for the seasons, for, for it always gets complicated because like some places, if you make a website, you need to make it, you need to make the computer understand what you're telling it so that when someone goes there in January, it'll tell them, the correct thing, which is it's winter and it's winter regulations, <laughs> right? Okay. Right. Uh, winter regulations mean catch and release in southeastern Minnesota. And there's some, like, you, you can't keep anything, basically. Okay. Right? And then there's So you a, can go fish. You can go fish. I mean, yeah. it's February almost- right now, you know? It's like, what, how cold is it outside? Two degrees yeah, right yeah. now? You can. Right. Some and is that do. is that pretty much true any season? That is, for the most part, true almost any year. If you're if you're willing to release it, you can pretty yeah. much go that's fishing. Actually, that, yeah, that, that's actually not a bad way of thinking about it. Let's go through the. I'll, I'll give you the very brief rundown for an entire year of 2017. Please, January 1st to I think it was April 15th. Catch and release, right? Um, okay. So that it's extremely cold for the most part, but yeah, right. catch and release. And then what happens is harvest season starts on I think. Um, the the second half of April and it extends to mid September. So like the summertime, go ahead and harvest. I think it's you can keep five, not one over sixteen inches. Okay. And then and this is for the most part, right? And then wait, uh, if they're over sixteen inches, you, you can't keep, keep you them? can keep one. Oh, you can have one. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you catch like, something huge, yeah, you can you, have you can one, have one, but not right. two. Okay. Right. Fair enough. And like yeah, this is where the regs get a little bit tricky, right? And I'm just speaking of southeastern Minnesota. Then what happens in in in, in September? I think it's uh, mid September to like mid October. They're like, "LOL, catch and release again." Like we're we're back to the catch and release. Oh, okay. And then from mid October on to December 31st, it's like you can't fish. Um, it's like closed season because the okay. fish have spawned, and we want to stay off of their spawning spots so that they can actually grow right you know, and grow right. again. But there are also these weird exceptions uh, to like little little sections of streams that are considered like really important. Where it's like, no, this is catch and release all year, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, you know, okay. It, it gets, so it you can find super... a place to go legally fish any day of the year, pretty y- much. Yeah, and that would be places like that would be places inside of state parks. So if you're looking for opportunities to go fishing almost all year, with very rare exceptions. 
there the state parks like Whitewater State Forest, Beaver Creek, and um, why can't I think of the other? Well, you could you can look them up, right? But so they're super out there. specific to Minnesota is what yes. the drought spotter is. It, well, so far, but now right. I've got now I've also talked to the Wisconsin DNR and to the Iowa DNR, and I just expanded it open to Wisconsin and Iowa, and this is a dorkdom exclusive. <laughs> But, Dork Forest exclusive, you yeah, guys. Yep, this is a this is a exclusive here. But I'm working with uh, someone in Idaho uh, who works for the Forestry Service on climate change data for trout, and I, I was able to get temperature readings for all the streams in the Rockies. Oh wow! All of them. So now I actually have the ability, and I don't think anybody's done this yet. I have the ability to pull in very accurate temperature data for all of the Rockies extending from New Mexico all the way up to Washington. And I'm working my butt off with my full-time job yeah. trying to get these things out there for 2018. Wow. Yeah, so like that means not just Wisconsin. Uh, can I do the exhausting list? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Please. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so that means we don't That's just have for. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. That means we have... New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and Utah. Really? Did I miss any? Uh, that sounds pretty thorough. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, think the and Dakotas. South Dakota. And South Dakota. South Dakota? Yeah, okay, because the, the Black Hills? It has the Black Hills. You okay. got it. They had that, too. They had that, too. So yeah. what you got is you... And the temperature data is for what? The is temperature... To, yeah, that's a good question. So the temperature data is, like, based off of these stream gauges that the U, U, U.S. Geological Survey has placed all over the United States. Okay. And so now, like, water is extremely important, especially out on the West Coast, because it's dependent on snowpack. Yeah. One year it could be good, the next year it could be bad, right? Yeah. And so, like, we have invested blood and treasure into making sure that we know how much water we have. Right. And so... We are taking the that data, and, and I had, like, a, this Forestry Service scientist would know more about it than I do, but we had um, not only the temperatures, but also how much flow is estimated based off of all of the previous records. Okay. And so by combining not only temperature, but also flow, right, yeah. like how much water is coming through, you can make a pretty good estimate as to whether or not you're actually going to find trout here, ah. right? And so you take those two things together. The other thing that is really fun is they also had slope data. So if it's like 45 degrees coming down a mountain, like we're talking like an escalator yeah, of yeah, water. That's, that's enormously steep. Yeah, I, I, that's probably not going to have fish in it, right? <laughs> no, no, that's, no. A busy, that's a busy street. That's a busy street right there. I don't know. So like you, I was also able to take where the fish almost certainly weren't okay. based off of the data, yeah. too. okay. So this became a super fascinating and incredibly boring point of conversation between me and my <laughs> girlfriend. I just would talk about this all did the time. No, did, did you know this? Did you know this? this? so cool. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a really good sci- like data science project. It's just overwhelming. And then the problem is I got hired. So somebody saw Trout Spotter and was like, would you like a job to work in New York temporarily? And I was like, yeah, I, I do actually need to pay the rent. Shoot. <laughs> right. So, and are there fish involved? Possibly. No, no there oh. weren't. But there were Oh, this maps. was your... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there were maps because like everything I do is, is oriented around where. Right? Okay. The, 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 the fun of where. Where is something? And um, so then they hired me. And then that took away from my... My trout spotter obsession. Oh, fair and enough. And it's been percolating, percolating, right, right, percolating right. until you haven't been able to jump back nope. in for a second. No, I haven't been able. I haven't been released <laughs> from catching from, release. Oh, from the yeah. Get, well, I see what yeah. happened right there. Yeah, that's good, right? That's not good. bad. <laughs> uh, it's not great. All right, <laughs> I won't quit my day job. I won't. All right, that's fair. Right. So you have so so this is all trout. Yes. And this is. Um, Here's my so. Oh, the, this other company was not hiring me for trout. They were just like, "Oh, we oh, love your maps. Oh, we love yeah. your maps. Yeah. So can we? Can we? Can we grab you? For can this? we grab you for maps for a second? Yeah. And you're like, "Well, I like maps and I like money. Yes, uh, yeah. So I let need us money. go. So let, let us, us go. go together. Yes, let us go together. <laughs> so what about? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get back to trout. Oh, don't think I won't. Oh gosh. And you Thank will, goodness. of course, will. Yeah, as everything, well. everything spins back to trout. Uh, the fish. When I think of Minnesota, yes, and fish, mm-hmm. I think of walleye. Oh, yeah. That's is, a state fish. That's the state fish. Oh, yeah. And there's uh, nice work being done over at uh, the Green Mill. Mm-hmm. So, oh, good. Uh, good. No, I'll, I'll the, check them out. 
<laughs> they, uh, it's kind of a small chain. Yes. And so the but do you fish for walleye or bass or anything else? Not usually, but they're fantastic. The one that I actually like the most. Okay, so walleye are great. They're super fun. But for me personally, I love the idea of running water. The idea, like a lake is is great. That's fine. But Mm -hmm. I love the ebb and flow of a river or a stream. And the one that the the warm water fish that I like the most, especially in Minnesota, is actually the smallmouth bass. Okay. Arguably the gamiest fish that swims. Oh, taste-wise? Well, well uh, yeah, that's oh. I was referring to their their fight and their, Oh, they're their, oh, fair enough, know, the way you fish gusto. them. Gusto. Yes. But yes, they are actually a bit gamey. Um I don't <laughs> prefer I don't prefer eating smallmouth small small bass, bass. <laughs> but they are they're they're super fun to catch. Oh, to catch. Okay. Yeah, they're really really great. So that's the one that I go to, but a lot of people also fish for the musky. The oh, yeah. those things are creepers. Those things are real creepy fish, in my opinion, because like Don't they have mustaches or something. No, they, they yeah they tie they tie damsels down to uh, a tra- you know, train tracks. Right, right, they look like snidely whiplash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like the problem with those fish is that they're <laughs> called the fish of a thousand casts, and they're massive. They're truly massive. Right. So you'll be like casting, you know, you'll be casting your lure. It'll be a big, bright lure. You'll be watching it with your eyes come back at you, and you'll do this a thousand times. Maybe you woke up at five a.m. to do this. And then on just some random cast, you'll see a log, a massive log just surface up next to it. Look at it. Watch it go by. And then just sink right back down where it came. <laughs> what was that? That was a musky. That was a musky. And it didn't, it didn't do anything. It just watched it. Just watched it go by. And now you know that there's a musky. And now the person who saw that, their adrenaline is going off. <laughs> they will come back to that spot once every week until they catch that fish. <laughs> they are super creepy because that's exactly what they, they just look it's at. It's a monster it. fish. It's a monster fish that just looks at it and then just says, nah. Arguably, maybe they're the brown trout. Of the extremely large fish, right? Because they're very picky eaters. Oh, they are super. They're like, they're I'm not picky. eating that. No. Do no. muskies are they bottom feeders? No, they they are often they are ex, uh, they are piscivorous, which means they they like to eat oh. other fish and they love to eat other fish. You can even <laughs> you can they've even been reported to eat ducklings and stuff like that. Oh my god! Sometimes they get trapped in our in our in our lakes. They get trapped in those little sort of fenced off areas for swimming. Okay. Sometimes, and then they grow extremely hungry. And so when oh. people, kids are like playing with their fingers on the water, like splash, splash, splash. Yeah. They see that as a fish. Right, right. And then they and go after bite them. your toes? So like, yeah, bite your fingers. So bite like your, every okay. so often, I would say once every two years, a news, a news gets out there of like a musky attacked a kid. <laughs> and like, it's very, I'm so very sorry rare. sorry to laugh. I know, I know. You it's should. A- it is actually kind of funny, though. I'm sorry. It's a little funny, but you hope that the... Um, the kid is all right. The kid is all right. Yes. Because yeah. um, it, it's teeth. very rare. Yes, they, have, they do have teeth, and they don't, like... It's, it's very, very rare when this stuff happens. They, and they are... I can, I can attest to this. I've actually put on goggles and tried to swim up to where one lived, and okay. it booked it. Like it was just like nope, I'm out. I ain't trying to have this. I don't. Right, right. I don't actually want to eat. No, a my person. girlfriend would be like, I don't want to talk to the cops, and then she would just leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. So, all right. So now we have we have addressed some basic issues about trout fishing. Yes. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Sure. The gear. My ad. My ad. My ad. There's going to be another ad. Hey guys, it's me, Jackie Cation. This is an ad in the Dork Forest, and that is, by the way. The promo code, Dork Forest, when you go to checkout, for Simple Contact Lenses. It's an app called Simple Contacts. And get this. It's a way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your branded contacts from anywhere in minutes. You take a five-minute vision test on the app where you hold, you put, you put prop up your phone and it gives you uh, an eye exam. And it's reviewed by a licensed ophthalmologist. You receive a renewed one-year prescription, and then you reorder your contacts. It's in, I, I looked. I got downloaded the app. It's it's got all kinds of potential. I'm looking forward to getting contacts again. I haven't had contacts for a couple of years. To by the way, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam because you still have to go to a doctor and get contact lens prescriptions like you always do. This is for renewal, and so. 
I have to go in and get a renewal, but I did take the vision eye test from the app, which was hilarious because you just prop up your phone and you get a vision test. Uh, the app is designed by doctors, licensed ophthalmologists review every test carefully to make sure your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. Uh, all the brands of contact lenses are familiar with are available, including options for astigmatism, multifocal lenses, colored contacts, and more. I'm thinking of getting lion eyes. Why not, right? And the vision test is 20 bucks compared to an annual appointment just to renew. The contact lens prices are great. The standard shipping is free. And right now there's a promotion for Dork Forest listeners. So what you do is going to simplecontacts.com slash dorkforest or enter the code dorkforest at checkout and you'll save $30 on your order of lenses. It's kind of cool. Let's get back into the show. Oh, gosh. Right. Yeah. So initially, Mm -hmm. you want to get into trout fishing. Sure. You buy a pole and a line and and a reel. Mm -hmm. Good so far. (laughs) Good so far. Some hooks. Yeah. And then probably a box of pre-made flies. Yeah. So this is the trick. We've got two types. We've got two main types, right? We've got the spin fishing, which spin fishing is like... um, Regular spin fishing is like the type that everybody knows about. It's the, it's the stuff like if you wanted to go catch some sunfish, you know, or some bass, that's the gear you'd use. You'd use a regular pole and some regular monofilament line. Okay. Right. And the, we're, we're, we're using this as a baseline to go to fly yeah, yeah. fishing, right? And then a spinning, like a spinning reel, right? And then yeah. maybe you'd buy like uh, a rapala or some spinners or some, some maybe even some worms. Okay. Right? Good so yeah. far. Good start. Let's go fishing. This is fine. We shouldn't fight about like who uses what gear or whatever. Like I just want <laughs> no, no. people to go fishing. Right, right. Because fishing's fun. Yes. Be aware of the regulations because some places uh, it's artificial lures only, which means just no bait. Oh, right? okay. So just oh, be don't aware. go to the bait shop and buy a, a a pile of frozen worms or whatever. Yeah, don't go to the bait shop. Well, go to the bait shop, give them some cash, buy some worms, but use them on a place where it's where it's legal to do so. Right. Because right? some places it's only artificial lures. Yes, that's right. That's right. And even some places is flies. Isn't that littering if, if they come off your hook? Yeah, that's that's actually a good question. I do see a fair amount of worm containers, you know, scattered about the streams, but that just gets filed under general litter for me. Right? Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you should get that. Yeah, you should, you should just don't. You should pick that up. Yeah, everyone should pick up the litter on, on the stream. But, like, let's take a look at comparing, quote-unquote, spin fishing Yes. To fly fishing. Yes. Fly fishing has definitely acquired a reputation for being very expensive to get into. And I unfortunately... I saw that movie with, uh, yeah. uh, with the blonde guy. Oh. I don't know who anyone is. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm guessing this one is called Brad A Pitt. River Runs Through It. A River Runs Through It. It makes me cry every time <laughs> I watch it. Everybody, I, It's just ridiculous. I cry on command. For the first 15 minutes, you show me the first 15 minutes of that yeah. movie, I will cry on the spot. On the spot? Yeah. doesn't matter that you've seen it a hundred times. doesn't matter. It's still that same intro. It's Montana co- is, is, a, is a world with the dew still on it, right? It's, like, a, ah, it's a beautiful it's movie. Me. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. And I remember leaving it, and uh, I talked to my brother, Phil, and he said, you know what that movie needed? A little more fishing. Little, oh, come on. And I was no, like, there's a lot about, of fishing. It's not about fishing. It's about no. the river runs through it. The it... The it in a river runs through it is his memories. Oh, right? okay. That's what it's about. I mean, yeah. like, I don't need to tell you that. I mean, like, no, no. But I feel it. like I, it's not about Just, fishing. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen a river runs through it, it's very Go beautiful. It. Yeah, it's beautiful. and it's a very, beautiful it's movie. a little, little. It's a, it's a story of a life. Yes. Uh, on a river, essentially. Yeah. Right. Because doesn't yep. he go to war and come back? And uh, yeah, he, he's got memories. Yeah, <laughs> he's oh, he's got those memories. He stay. I believe that he he. So he grew up on uh, in Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. and then he went off to college, but he missed Montana so desperately. And he came back to his brother, who was also a writer, and they've had their ins and outs. But the brother had some demons, had some you know right? problems. And then you reach the denouement of the movie, and I can't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Nope, it's no from spo- the 12th century. And, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 90s. Rosebud. Are it yes. was... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm yes. constantly telling people what Rosebud was because oh, they yeah. should have seen that movie. Should, but yeah, I'm not sure. gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I yeah. won't do it again. I'm gonna like going jumping back to the to yeah. the gear stuff though. Like so, like you got your basic stuff. The cool thing about that is you can go to you can go to Walmart or a garage sale and get that right. You can get all that gear. You oh, can get it. It's like exercise equipment. Yeah, it's like ex- exactly. It's <laughs> not. You don't it. need to buy it new, right? Okay. And and honestly, you don't need to buy fly fishing equipment new. But like, let's go over the basics one more time. Pole, yeah. um, pole, line, reel, and then like a hook or something yeah. like that. Right? Good so far. Okay, fly fishing. You're gonna need a rod, a reel, uh, backing for the line, fly line for the line, a leader for the line, tippet, several types of tippet for Hang the on. line. I know you haven't right. like. Yeah. So wait, what's we, backing for the line? Oh my gosh! So okay. the line is the fishing There's line, the mono filament the or whatever. Things. There's yeah. Well, in, in spin fishing, you got one line. What's not to get? Right, you right. got one kind. In, uh, in fly fishing, you have many different types of line that all need to be tied together in order to create the entire ensemble. Okay. So check this out. Here's okay. what's weird. In a, spinning, in a spinning rod situation, you're throwing the bait. You have a very heavy piece of bait, an extremely light line. Okay. So you can just catapult that thing and go whoosh, off out into yeah. the distance and we're good. right? Yeah. But in fly fishing, you have a fly. It is very light. Oh, right. How do you throw that? You can't throw that. You can't throw the fly, so you have to throw the line. Okay, so the line has to be heavier. Yes, it has to be heavier. It has to have a weight, and that is going to... I don't want to jump too far into what weights are, but basically different heavier rods have heavier weights. Oh right! Wait, so the so the rod affects the the weight of the line? Or? No, the, the well, this is great. Let's go over the lines. I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go in. I'm it. going in. I'm go going in. in. Go in. All right. So the backing. The but let's start with like the let's start with an empty reel. Nothing on the reel. You okay. Absolutely nothing on the reel. You have this thing called a backing, which is just like thread. It's seriously like thread that you would use to like. So um, that's how thin it is. Well, it's it's actually very heavy, but all it is is just nothing. Like you don't you people never cast this. Okay. If you catch an extremely large fish that takes you out into the ocean, then you're quote down to the backing, which means it went way out there, and now you got to reel it back in. But no human can cast that far to get down to the backing. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's oh, just it's, thread. Oh, it's, the, it's the thread that's at the... Just sitting the, there as a buffer. That's what it starts. Yes. Like it's tied to the reel. Yes. You've got, what, a yard of that? Oh, or yeah. You've got whatever. probably about 50 yards of that or so. It, okay. It, I mean, like, we're, like if you catch a fish in tra- southeastern Minnesota that takes you down to the backing... I will write a song about you. <laughs> it'll be an extremely poor song, right? But it'll be a song. Okay, so you, you there's that. the backing. So then you tie now, another yes, piece another of line very to expensive it? piece of line called fly line. It's actually okay. called fly line. And this stuff is heavier and very smooth. And the idea is that this is the stuff that you use to cast back and forth it's heavy enough that when you get enough out it flings back and forth back and forth like a pendulum and if you watch a youtube video of someone fly casting you'll see what i mean yeah. you can see the rod heaving to pull the line through the air and fling it the other way and then pull again to fling it the other way okay and the idea is that the heavier it is the heavier the lure you can throw now, here's the weird thing. Let's talk about that wily brown trout, right? Yeah. Remember that wily brown trout swimming out there, real quiet, real picky? You have this extremely heavy line, and let's say that you just attached a fly to the end of it, right? Yeah. Plop. Kaboom. Right in front of its face. It lands with no, it lands with no delicacy, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the fish freaks out and runs the other way. Right. So somehow you need to transfer that momentum, that like power, and taper it down to like a featherweight, right? Oh, because it it's got to land down, like a fly. Like a fly on the surface of the water, <laughs> right? So you have this extremely heavy line on one end, yeah. tiny little delicate fly on the other. <laughs> How does this work? What happens is it goes through a leader, and the leader is thick at one end, and it gets very, very thin at the other. And what happens is naturally energy can't travel through a thinner attenuated diameter so it just naturally makes it all 
just kind of taper it, out and oh, goes it, away. It, it, it sort of dissipates. Dissipates the energy to the end. Okay. So that's how you go from the fly line through the leader. Now we're up to the tippet. The okay. leader is the leader also is line. A, leader is technically also line. You can buy several different types. How long is the is the fly line? So you Great got question. fifty yards of backing. Yeah, about that. Yep. How how many yards or what do you got of? Oh of man, it depends on who's lines. arguing. I wish I had my my dad just bought me some new stuff. It's like I always just eyeball it, but like, can we estimate it as yeah. like like. 30 yards, okay. but don't quote me. It should be super easy to look. At. I never look at it anymore. No, fair enough. You so you, you eyeball it. It's expensive. It and, and it's expensive. How expensive is it? Well, we're talking like 70 bucks. Like you can buy for mono leader line. for just the fly line or fly up line. to 100 bucks. Okay. And it's really like, ah, see, now we're getting, we're already tallying up the prices here, right? Right, like, right. This gets expensive very but quickly. But you can reuse it though, right? Yes. But, but the it wears problem out? is it cracks. And when it cracks, like, and this is about a season or two out, like maybe a year or two. Okay. When it cracks, you ain't casting as far, you know. And you oh, okay. Mm. It, it, it gets all It wears out. Yeah, because it's going in the water, out of the water, wet, dry, wet, dry. And you it's know. made of metal what it's, is it it's made, made of? of it's made of plastic now it's made of it's actually okay. made so it's actually there it, it's coated in plastic it's, it's like extruded yes uh but extruded so. metal yeah. and then coated in plastic no it, it's it's like it's like just a regular thread that they dipped in plastic a bunch and okay. that gave it like a like dipping a candle yeah thing, you know what i mean so except it's, it's made out of pliant plastic so it's cotton or wool in or... the very middle, yeah, yeah, some kind of material, maybe even nylon. I don't know, okay. but it is actually like a legitimately extremely strong kind of thread, right? And then you dip, and then it's and it's, and coated, it's coated in plastic. many different times in plastic that makes it very smooth. Aha! Uh-huh. And depending on how many times you coat it, it gets heavier. Ah! Uh, right. So there's a weight to the fly line. Yes, and so, that is that. So like uh, a typical one that I use is called four weight. And I don't even know what the unit is. I just call it four weight. <laughs> if you're using three weight, it's yeah. less because less weight. Right, less weight. Mm-hmm. And where is it? Um, I'm. Sh- I know that there's bossy magoos mm-hmm. sitting at a, some oh, fly yeah. store. Yeah, this guy, this you guy. Gotta yeah. use, you got to use a three weight. You got to oh use a four Oh my gosh, you're speaking you my language because I actually do say that. So oh, <laughs> you got to try a three weight. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. Okay, so backing, line. Yep, line, fly line. Yep. Fly line. Then leader. Then the leader. Now you get to tip it. So leader is how long is the leader? Wait. Great question. Nine feet is a good one. Okay. Now we're getting into my area because this is the part that I always look at all the time. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's the part that I actually have to deal with. The backing, I put it on once. I forget about it. Right. Right. The fly line, put you it use on it once till, every two years or so, and then right? You, right. right. You use it until it breaks. Now and then the you get leader your... is here and that's the stuff I'm always futzing with. That's the business end. So okay. Because is that heavy? Is that not heavy? It's, it's pretty light because you want it to be light. You want it to land upon the water in a very light light manner okay so the fly line is the main weight yes that okay. is where the that is where the work happens okay right and then the 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 leader plays the diplomatic role where it has to make the two nations sort of get along <laughs> you know what i mean okay and then you've got the leader and the leader is like the leader is the part that's very similar to the monofilament if you've ever actually fished with a fishing rod you've seen that clear line that they use yeah that's basically tip it except we get super thin we get like real, real, real thin. Okay. Yeah. So like now remember what I told you about weights going up where they get heavier as you go up? Yeah. In tippets, they get thinner as you go up. Why? Reasons. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Mm. So someone's someone's creating some sort of Yeah. Okay. So you got uh backing, yes. fly line, yes. leader, yes. tippet. Yes. And then you've got fly. Oh, but uh okay, so now we get into the intricacies of tippet. You can have a very thick tippet next to the leader and then tie on another piece of tippet after your tippet that's thinner. And then maybe if you're feeling really nasty, another piece of tippet after that piece tippets. of tippet. You, you can stack your tippets Stack down. your tippets. Stack and, your tippets. Uh, so uh, tippets are uh, another part of line? Yes. They're, not, they're more They're more, they're fishing more line. stuff. They're, more, they're, they're very close to the fishing line that you and I are familiar with. Okay. Right? And, like then, super, and then, and then you get to your And that's also super fly. light as well. Yes. And it gets super thin. And it gets lighter and lighter mm-hmm. and lighter so that uh, the fly can land, land and look like a fly. Look like a fly. So now by this time, you can now tie on. Remember the fly? Mm-hmm. Does anyone remember the fly? <laughs> it's hard we to were remember fly fishing. the fly. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about <laughs> flies. We were talking about fishing. Uh, yes. So now we get to the fly. 
And now you can finally get that fly in front of that fish and you throw it just perfectly. It's just going right where you want it and it snags on a tree and it snaps off. And now you've got to retie your tippet. And this is what we do for fun. We wake up at 5 a.m. to do these kinds of things. So it's got to be like a a bit of a workout, shoulders and arms, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, a little bit. Because you're... How long is the pole? The, the pole is typically about, let's just call it nine Guesstimate. feet. A nine, nine feet. Yeah. Wow. So, but like so there's no way to store it without taking it apart. Well, in your that's the cool trunk. part. Yeah, that's a great question. That's actually a good part, point because now we have found technology to split it into four pieces so that each one of them is, it's, it's not telescoping, but each rod sits on top of the other piece. I wish I brought, I, I could have brought a fly rod, but like basically they're called two pieces and four pieces. Almost every single fishing rod you see is actually probably a two-piece. If you look very like carefully in the cube, middle. right? Yes. Like okay. you've seen people stack their, like yeah, you can collapse. and put them together. Pool. Yeah. That's how it works. Okay. Very, so, very similar. So you have a nine-foot rod. Yes. You have to, you sort of. Back Send it and forth, back and forth, back, back and, and forth. forth. Ten and two on a four-count rhythm. Ten and two on a four-count rhythm. Yeah, that's, what does that mean? Well, that's river runs through it. Talk. Okay. Right? I've My only seen it once. My father was a Presbyterian minister, and you can see his gloved hand pull out a metronome, <laughs> right? And ten and two. So the idea is that there's a clock, right? Okay. And 12 o'clock is pointing straight up at yeah. the sky. Like, we're talking like, poo, right? Oh, ten and two. Ten and two. Now it's on a four-count rhythm, which means... Instead of going 10 to 10 to 10 to, you do 10 to 10 to. Oh. Four count rhythm. Four count rhythm. And I clap on the twos and fours. Right, right. Yeah. And so, and, and that makes the, that's awesome. And uh, you have a very nice voice. Thank you. Now, uh, as you go back and forth, you're gaining momentum. Yes, you're trying to get it farther and farther. Because you want to send the, the, the fly as far to, away from you. Yep, to the fish. To the fish. Who is extremely scared. And if they see you, they'll be like, I don't want to be here. I'm out. Right. Right, so you have to be sneaky, so, quiet. And, so far away. Yes. So far away. It's a heck of a workout. Yeah, it's, um. well, I don't know if I call it a heck of a workout. People who probably do like P90X would be like, <laughs> yeah. Right, well, you, uh-huh. just, you have to hike to a stream. Yes, you do. That's with all it. your stuff. Yes, you do. And then you do your 10 and 2 with yep. the flipping of the... Of for the, like five hours. You for know, five for a day. Hours. For a day. For right? a day. Yep. Will you go fishing for a whole day? Oh, yeah. I go fish. I, I, I've hiked out... If you leave at 5. Yes, 5 a.m., I've uh, I've gone out to to places where I've actually camped with a with a tent, you know, and just right. like fished until dark, and then as soon as I woke up, I was fishing again. And the hardest part about that, I would say, is every time I caught a fish, I would turn my head and say, "Did you see that?" No, I was alone. Right, I was fishing by myself. <laughs> I like to fish with other people. Okay. You know what I mean? I yeah. like to go and work with other people. One person watches, plays navigator, sort right. of, right? or encouragement, or coach, and then one person catches the fish. Then okay. you swap. You swap out. Oh, you swap out? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's buddy fishing. There's buddy fishing. I prefer that. It's. Uh, I know that Phil uh, likes to hire a guide when he goes yep. to someplace new. Yep. That's a great idea because you get a guide. Now you have all of the – you learn more from one guide than you would in two seasons of fishing by yourself. Right, and it's someone to hang out with. And it's someone to hang out with. And Absolutely. then that person makes several hundred dollars, yes. as far yeah. as I could tell. And the whole world goes around. And the, Yeah, yeah. And the, so, um, let's get back to the fly. Yeah. Now, you've got tippet, tippet, yes. tippet, yes. or yes. one tippet, yep. and then fly. And then fly. Oh, but What's you can a, attach a fly. You can attach more tippet. Yeah, you can attach more tippet to the end of your fly. So you oh, tie so on a f- so now fly and then more tippet? more tippet and then another fly. <laughs> what? Oh, two two flies. Two flies. What? You two blow flies. My mind. Yeah, I know this is insane. <laughs> yes. A, you, okay, so you make a fly. Yes. These, this is what the winter months are for. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. To sit in a basement. In the basement. And listen to the radio. Nurse. Yep. Nursing and, a whiskey. And uh, mm-hmm. what's the whiskey about? What's uh, oh, just because well. it's boring? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because it's break boring. Break it up? Oh, yeah. Well, or it's stereotypical. You know, in olden times, it might have been a pipe, but <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm not doing that in my basement. Uh, my brother has both a pipe and a very rare but mm-hmm. a lo- lovely whiskey yes, that he tells me about. Work. That's that's, work. Uh, it's, that's why I mentioned it because yeah, he just mentioned a whiskey, mm-hmm. but he smokes a pipe because mm-hmm. of Gandalf. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he's out of his mind. Yes. Uh, I love him dearly. Yes. So, um, but he's down there, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of 
the the clamp thing? Yes, the clamp. The what's called the vice. Yeah, he's got a vice, mm-hmm. and then he's got a, a pokey thing. Yep, pokey thing with the hook on it. With a hook on it. That part is actually called the vice, by the way. The hooky, the the clampy part with the hook. Yeah, that technically is called the vice of the vice. And yeah. then he's wrapping thread thread on this hook, like, like Add, adding a feather, feather or on a it. part of a feather, or mm-hmm. part of a face of a. Rabbit. Like a rabbit. It's or very grim. Yeah. Uh, not nope. a cat. That uh, would be rude. That would be rude, but I have seen people use cat's hair, but they, they insist that they just had pluck. it. Pluck it or like <laughs> had it around or it was a hairball or something. Right, right. It's normally a novelty. Right. Yeah. And uh, so um, what – so there are tiny flies mm-hmm. and there are large flies. Why? Very large flies. Why? Who's what kind of fish is uh, checking out a large fly? That's a, a great question. A large fly would be a musky. Large fly would be a bass, but a large fly would also be a very large brown trout. Brown trout typically okay. So let's talk about these tiny little flies and the the stream. So you're, let's say you're a fish. You're a cold water fish, and you're swimming around in a stream. And How someone, big are you as a fish? That's a really good question. Let's start with six inches. Okay, okay. just a normal. So you're a small little fish, and yeah. someone says, "Hey, here comes a fly. Would you like to eat it?" And you're like looking at that fly. You're like. Yeah, I want to eat that fly. That's a lot of calories. And then you go to like nine inches. And then someone gives you that same happy meal-sized cheeseburger. And you're like, mm, yeah, I'll, I'll eat I'll, it. I'll eat it. Right? Bear in mind, you're swimming upstream literally forever. Right? right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the life of a fish. That is the life of a fish in a stream. And then somebody gives you another fly. And, and you're like 12 inches now, maybe maybe 13 or 14. You look at that and you're like, you know, actually, I'm just going to eat the fish over there that's going to eat that fly. So now your diet changes. Right. Now you become now you start eating other fish. So if a if a trout wants to get larger than I think it's like 13 or 14 inches and I'm not saying like if you're ambitious, if a trout is ambitious, <laughs> they will start eating other fish. Other trout sculpins is a type of forage by the way, like a minnow kind okay. of thing. So now these large flies often imitate Small bait fish. They, you can tell because oh. they, these flies that people tie, they are dark on the top and then white on the bottom because minnows are dark on the top and they have white bellies. Okay. So then the fish see that. That's a trigger. Yep. They'll go after them. Right. So now they're targeting so, larger so that's, fish. Okay. So if you're fishing with that kind of a fly, yes. you would like a large fish. Yes. Why would you want a small fish? Just That's a good it's- question. Sometimes these small fish... Like okay, so driftless Minnesota, the driftless region of Minnesota and and Wisconsin generally have smaller fish than, uh, say, the Rocky Mountains. Right. Um, the fish that you can catch out there are much larger. But we have arguably we have much greater what's called biomass, which means we have way more fish and way more bugs and way more wildlife okay. because the mountain streams tend to be a much more sterile. Yeah, right. They're much it's colder and colder, and they're cleared out. Like like all of the vegetation that could have grown there is blown out every spring when all of that snow comes off all them mountains. Right, right. Through that little canyon. Right. right? So they just scour it. But what can be really fun? Exactly. So what can be really fun about a smaller fish, though, is that if you're fishing in close quarters in a small stream, you have to be very precise and very careful. And if you present a skill. it with, with a high de- what I would call a high degree of skill, although there are many different types of skills. Sure. Right. right. Um, but like if you find a fish that's rising rhythmically every 30 seconds just under that branch and you're like, oh, I want to catch that fish. When you finally throw your line just right from, what is it, fly line to leader to tip, right, tip it, you got it, yeah. to a small fly. Perfect. And they, you see them rise and inspect it and then accept it. Right? Yeah. You see the ring and, and you pull. <laughs> when you pull and you catch that fish, it doesn't really matter to you that it was nine inches. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like you accomplished this thing. Because right, you, you're studying the stream yes. before you start flying. Yeah. And so it feels you like you've solved this problem. Right. You're like, there's a fish yes. far away. Yeah. Do you use like binoculars or you just have really good eyesight? Oh, my gosh. My, well, I have terrible eyesight. Okay. Um, that's why I got these huge glasses on. But my dad is a, also a giant dork. And he bring, he's all he loves birding, too. Okay. So what he does is he brings his binos everywhere. And yes. I was amazed by what you could see in the water if you just use some binoculars. Yeah. You know, if you carefully look into the water, you can see all these great things. Plus, this is a cool technique that you can do with binos. You clean the lens of your phone, right? The lens of your of your 
camera on okay. your phone and you just hold it up just ever so delicately while it's while it's to in camera binoculars? mode to the binoculars and you can get amazing telescopic photos with the binoculars oh okay it's incredible it looks really weird yeah right like you look like a weirdo but you get great photos so next time you have binos and your and your phone your cell phone yeah yeah go ahead and just hold it hold the lens up to the lens right yeah. and just get that shot and hit that button you'll get a great shot a great shot of from far away from far away because uh, the zoom doesn't work on a phone. Not so well. It's lame. You want? Yeah. Well, I mean, you want? You got two X zoom. That's cute. Try eight X. Right. <laughs> right. So, so you're studying whether it's it's as far as you can see, yeah. or if you have binoculars, yeah. you're studying the surface of the the, yeah. the stream so that you can see this pattern yeah. of the fish. Yep. And also, you're overturning rocks because maybe there are certain types of bugs at that season in the in the streams. Like you reach into the stream and it's cold water. Yeah. I know. And you like find this muddy rock. And you pull it upside down and you look at the bottom and now you're looking for the insects. And then you bust out your fly box and you do a comparison. Oh, this one is <laughs> just right there. That's the one Oh, I it want. looks like the bugs it on the underneath like the of the rocks. Yep. And now you have – you, and if you're doing that, you're in expert mode, okay. by the way. Like right. you're a pro. You're a giant Dorcasaurus. You're a giant Dorcasaurus. <laughs> that is, that is, yep. like, because the thing is, is I could see kind of uh, at a certain point giving up and kind of phoning it in because you yeah, love the, uh, yeah. you love the process. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if I don't catch fish, because yep. uh, you could probably, like, how much, if you buy fish. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, there's in, a pre, in a market. There's yeah. pre-fly, tied fly mm-hmm. fish. Oh, sure. And <laughs> are they... You know, are they like a buck fifty each? Are they five bucks each? Something like that. Yeah, let's just say. Oh, you mean like if I buy flies? Yes. Yeah, they can be quite expensive, but um, yeah, about buck fifty each. Two buck fifty would be a good deal. Okay. Yeah, I'd I'd do that. I mean, I've got tons of them where I'm like, are you from? Like, there's this thing called the eighty twenty rule, which means like. 20% 20% of the effort gets you 80% of the way there. But on other things, 80% of the effort only gets you 20%. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of the, like, the good side of that, right? So there's like a limited selection of flies that I'm using 80% of the time. Okay. And they can be kind of a pain in the butt to tie. Yeah. So I'll just buy them. Okay. There you go. Right? Plus, I'm always writing code for that ridiculous trout website. So all of my fly tying time is gone. Yes, because I'm taking all of it and typing on a keyboard. Right. I mean, I think uh, uh, my I know my brother goes through phases. Yeah. Like he'll tie yep. for a couple of years. Yeah. And then he'll buy for a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. And go back and forth. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I want to try to f- learn how to tie this. Yep. And it's got a giant pink flower on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe that'll be something that a yeah. fish will be interested in. Oh yeah. Or like like buying for a buck fifty a fly that is the size you could fit. Five of them on your thumbnail. They're so small, and you're paying like a buck fifty for them. Oh wow! You're like, oh come on! I yeah. could, I could, I, oh, I could reach on. in my belly button and find that. <laughs> there it is. You and just tie that on exactly. And yet, <laughs> and yet you don't. You don't because <laughs> you're like, no, I need that to and, look exactly like the thing under don't. the rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I've picked up a rock here. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just there was a tick. Okay, so we're wrapping up here for sure. It has been very close to an hour, Stu wow. Anderson. Which is fascinating. Uh, this is if you want to follow Stu on Twitter and ask him questions, it's at Andest A N D E S T zero one. That's in the notes, of course. And Trout Spotter is an app mm-hmm. for at this point. We're talking Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, and it's T R O T like trout, and then Spotter S P O T R because of. Uh, people having other names yeah taking names writing down things so um what what's a good like if you want to because i know that also that my brother reads a lot of books about fishing do you read uh a fair yeah there's only yeah i read i read a ton of books but i've only found maybe three that are absolutely worth reading and they're all short and they're all small the smaller the book the better (laughs) Uh, and especially, are, are they nonfiction about fishing? They or are, are they... nonfiction about fishing, and the fan, the best one that I can point to, if you want to get into fly fishing and have a good time doing it, yeah. and just cut through it, is a fantastic comic book oh. called Curtis Creek Manifesto. It's absolutely unrivaled. It was made by this maverick illustrator, hippie guy that liked to fly fish and rock climb. 
and drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he's so like, so he's got that Hunter S. Thompson, yes, but with fly yes, fishing. Yes, and it's and, <laughs> and it's all illustrated, and it cuts right down to it. A did lot he of do people, the art as well? He did all the art. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's you can clearly see it's a work of passion. Curtis Creek Manifesto. Manifesto. Okay, and yep. then do you remember any any of the others? Or yeah, there's another one called the Little Red Book of Fly Fishing, and what that one helps, it, what that one does is just a very small series of pro tips. Each okay. one a paragraph long. There's no like one time me and Wendell went down to this stream with this famous <laughs> guy and we caught these fish. It's just like maybe you should get good at using 5x tippet instead of 6x because what 6x <laughs> is going to do is it's going to cover up your mistakes. If you can't catch that fish on a thicker tippet, mm-hmm. then you need to work on your cast. All right. And there, there we go. And is there a way to practice casting not at a stream or while fishing? Yes, um, absolutely. You can do so. I would not recommend doing so on a road or on a dirty ice like I used to because that will just destroy your line with salt and, oh. and grime and grit. Yeah. But what you can do is going to a um, going to a lake during the summer is a fantastic way of learning how to fly fish. You just wade out into that lake yep. and then you cast parallel to the shore so that you don't cast into the trees or people behind you, right? Oh, right. Parallel to the shore, back and forth. And that, that's probably the easiest way to learn how to cast. Okay. It takes a long time to learn to cast. Right. And it's probably something that you never, like... By the time you get really good at it, you're still hanging up. You're on the 75. Trees. Yes, and you're like, well, I've lost my strength. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm screwed. Maybe the yeah, maybe the real <laughs> casting was all the flies we lost along the way. <laughs> nope. Stu Anderson, this is actually this has been fascinating. <laughs> Brandy <you>. Brown, <laughs> right again. Yes. it turns out mm-hmm. good for her. Yes, and uh, as people, usual. Uh, check out Trout Spotter if you want to check out Trout Spotter. Absolutely. Uh, which is a classic end to many a dork forest. <laughs> check out the thing that you just listened to for an hour. Oh, please. If you were interested in. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the show. No problem. And uh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?